Good day, ball boys and girls, and welcome to the FC 13 podcast. I know it's been a while. You haven't heard my voice in a while, but it has been for reasons, and that's because we've been saving up for one of the best performances I think the Canadian women's team has ever given us, and that is the Olympic qualifiers. So let's just jump right into it. I am welcomed by Thomas, one of our super subs, and honestly, probably one of the most regulars on this podcast. Thomas, <laughs> how are you fucking doing? I'm doing great today. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long time for the show. It's been a long time where we can say something good about one of our national teams. So you know, I'm ready for it. I'm excited. Oh, it has been. It sucks. It has been actually so long since we've actually had the opportunity to talk positively, which for the Canadian women's team, that doesn't make any sense. Like it it just doesn't feel like that makes any sense. Anyone who's ever been like, Oh, Canada soccer is great. Has always referred to the women's team. So it's just nice to see them back on like great form. It it is. And to think as well, that it's against a team that, you know, shut out Brazil, France, only conceded one goal during the World Cup and made it to the knockout stage. Uh, so the fact that we scored two, both from open play, and really just, I mean, you know, I i would personally say that we dominated that. Uh, in, in my opinion, that was as close to being a complete uh, Canadian performance. Jimmy got a couple moments, but it was very close to being like 100% Canada on the front foot whole game. Yes. So if anyone listening right now doesn't know, it ended 2-0 for Canada in an Olympic qualifying match. So there are several variations when it comes to Olympic teams, and Canada has to qualify in that regard. Now, I know it might be like, oh, well, it's Olympics, and you'll you'll do your own thing. When it comes to football and soccer, it, there's very specific metrics you have to meet. We have our qualifier against Jamaica. There's a two-round setup. The game we just played there on Saturday. And the game we're going to play here on Tuesday back at BMO Field. Honestly, Thomas, you're 100% right. It, it felt so dominant. If you look at the stats, that doesn't... That that seems like bullshit. Like, it, like it seems so down the middle. But it, it seems so much like one quarter of an inch turn in. And that's a bullshit, like... Oh, yeah, if you quarter of an inch turn in on your foot, and that would have went right in. Like, there were so many shots that were just, just on the cusp of being in yeah. the net. And you know what? Fair play to Rebecca Spencer, the Jamaican goalkeeper, and the rest of that defense, because, you know, to their credit, they did get in Canada's face a lot when we were on offense. And they definitely made it difficult. Um, as much as Adriana Leon probably should have had a hat trick, um, you've got to commend them for you know getting back in time, uh, stopping her breakaway attempts, you know, um, making it uh, making it more of a slow burn to set up a potential goal attempt. Canada, you yeah. know, a lot of passing, um, which was good to see. Don't get me wrong; it's good to see. Uh, but uh, Jamaica did not make it easy i'm sure there were moments where that team kind of maybe in in uh right in the heat of the the game maybe took a look at themselves and said like um we've we've got to do better here because they can turn it we saw very late in the game um before canada went two nil up uh jamaica can get right back in it 
And once that momentum shifts, it might be permanently the other way. And maybe we're going back home with a completely different uh, storyline. But all in all, um, Canada just uh, the offense is the offense is very back. Yeah, they are. They are finally back. I mean, you're right. Jamaica had some. Oh God, some 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 chances that could have gone easily the other way. And I don't know how that would have maybe worked, whether or not Canada would have responded positively, whether Canada would have absolutely just crumbled within themselves. Cause we, we know with the world cup, we didn't perform the way we should have mm-hmm. performed the way we should have here, but we didn't perform the way we should have at the world cup. So in this case, I think we actually pulled out what we needed to do. They, they really stressed what we needed from this team. And that was the attacking, you know, push the attacking forwards, Jamaica were unlucky with a couple of chances. I think Spence was a phenomenal player. They they actually literally performed super well, especially in the box and like attacking us. And this could become a problem. But Leon very much could have had several, several goals. But at the end of the day, both Prince and Leon in very long portions of the game from the start of the game till the end of the game managed to like kind of give us that, that win, but there should have been more. I what like, obviously Leon trying to hit the target. It's not working. It's not going there though. Like, do you think, what do you think like we could have maybe done different? Cause like realistically we needed more goals. We were not done this. It's not over yet. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's it's tough to say it like that because it it is such a positive kind of you know, a bit of an outburst. Um personally I think the the three five two is a great formation. Uh and I think it, it really works for this team, you know, much as like it did for the men's team, you know, it does for the women's team as well. Um but I think it kinda let left Jesse Fleming a bit too far back and I'd like to see her get a bit more involved in the offense I thought it was you know a lot of wing play a lot of Lawrence and uh Collins and Lacasse getting up the pitch um and I would like to see Fleming um go up there too you add an attacker because uh Quinn can then you know drop back a little bit more and then you'll have a very solid defense um and I think if you add an attacker like Fleming down the middle. Um, you know, Sinclair's on the bench, right? So you add someone maybe a bit more like Sinclair, like we always talked about uh, during the World Cup. Should Sinclair really start or should it be Fleming? Maybe it's time to give Fleming that full endorsement, you know, create. Um, I think that would help adding someone like Jesse Fleming uh, to be a more permanent fixture of the the, the attack yeah well Fleming Fleming was incredible Quinn has always been incredible um I, I do think the the position we played is very weird like a three five two is is a very yeah. I I understand the concept behind it you know you can have Collins and Lawrence drop back you know Quinn and, mm-hmm. and, and the cast can drop back or drop you know go forwards um but it does put Fleming in a bad position because they're not in that that attacking role they should be you know it, personally like even a, a three four one two might work 
because Fleming is, yeah. is going to be pressing a little bit higher, right? You know, they're going to have mm-hmm. that opportunity. They're going to have that that option because right now, that that no, it worked, it worked, but it was always a a, a run up, a scramble, a shot on goal, and again you know, we, we got the goal early and we got the goal late. So we could have maybe made this a blow it if, yeah, we had a little bit more Heidema could have played a, a better role coming in, in this particular yeah. scenario. And yeah, we had our star striker on the bench and we didn't use them. That's amazing. I think the Heidema thing has been interesting because I think, you know, she is very inconsistent for country and very consistent for club. And we know she, that what she can bring, but, you know, we, we kind of went without a true number nine in a way because, yeah. uh, and, and I think personally, I, I think that helped because I think it got uh, Lacasse and Lawrence to do more on the ball, which I think is good for them and for the team. I think if those two uh, players who are like, I think the fastest players on the pitch that day, like they were doing everything like 150% for every loose ball. Right. And I think more of those two are on the ball, the better it is. Um, Prince had a fantastic header uh, and Leon's goal was, was well taken as well. So, you know, you can't really complain, but I, I think maybe having the absence of someone who you're always like, we've got to pass to fullbacks, wingers, like everyone past her um i think it it helped free this team a little bit more offensively however i will say i would like to see after the start she's had at benfica i would like to see mary yasmin ali do get a few minutes because i think she's a very interesting prospect for this team going forward i i agree i think i think it's now the time to experiment we've mentioned well, well we've mentioned on the podcast before we are at a precipice of of canadian women's soccer so men's we are at possibly the start of the peak but at women's we're at the peak like we have so many great players that are going to be retiring soon or have retired we have so many players we now need to see what they're going to do now is the opportunity to play them like the the women's world cup is over it's not happening for another four years, now is our opportunity. I mean, again, Olympics are just as big for the women's game. But being the gold medalists, we now have the option to play and tweak and and adjust. So, do you maybe like? And this is this is my opinion. Do we then maybe skip out on all of the the old blood, right? Like. Prince, you know, like taking things aside, Prince is fine, you know, GL's fine, Quinn's fine because they're, they're younger. But um, Buchanan and Leon, and even though they're so younger, do we do we start like trying to experiment with some of the young young players to see what we can maybe get? Or like, what like what do you think? Because personally, I would love to see them throwing in some of these really sort of younger, interesting talents because the women's game is a and one person can shake the whole thing up. Yeah, uh, for sure. I think 2-0 up going into a sold-out BMO, I think now would be the time because it's all meaningful games, right? Um, I mean, it's it's interesting on this 
team, I think it is hard to take out players who the, the thing is can with Canada, this Canada team, you know, you have uh Sinclair, who's obviously, you know, the leader of the team, the, the most goal. tenured. Yeah, the you goal. know, yeah, yeah. Sophie Schmidt has retired now. So I think that fade out from them um is you know noticeable. But the you know the players like Buchanan, Leon, you know, although they're a bit older, they're in their best years of playing football. And this is the this is the thing. I think uh you know, maybe a four one half, 45 minutes here and there for someone like Ali do some like Olivia Smith um, would be awesome to see, you know, uh, get a big role going. But, you know, based on the team that was called up, I, you know, there are a few players that I think are really going to get minutes just for the two game set that are younger. I think you have to do test them in a tournament. And although I think the Nations League is a bit of a money grab. If CONCACAF had a Women's Nations League, that would be the perfect opportunity for this. Uh, that said, yeah. there's the, yeah. the Women's Gold Cup is going to be next year. And I th- personally think that's a wide open tournament because I think the United States has never been weaker. Um, and that will be exciting to maybe as a bit of a test run to see what this team can do in a, in a big time tournament. Um, as for right now, you you play your most reliable players and those players still have quite a few good years in them. I think some of these like Buchanan will play the next world cup. I'm pretty certain of it. Oh, guaranteed. I, I, to be honest, the way it runs, I wouldn't be surprised if Sinclair played the next world cup. I, I'd give her next year's Olympics and I'm, I'm going to say next year. That's, that's going to be her, like her farewell. Okay. If she makes the gold, she is for sure retiring. Yes. If she does not make the gold, I feel like we are going to see her still. Like, in my opinion, like I, I just think, I just think, it, like she's such, she's so goal hungry, and that's amazing. I love that for us, for us so much. But like, mm-hmm. I want her to go down as the highest scoring goal player. It, with a fucking ridiculous margin, and then again, getting another gold would just be yeah. cream of the crop. Yeah, personally, I I think this team can win gold. I I don't think it's too much of a too much of an ask for them. I think they are uh, well in the fight again. Um, you know, because at the time the when the qualifying was for the uh, Olympics, the U.S. was just kind of still in their best form. So we just, and because that's only one spot from that, that tournament, uh, we were relegated to play the play in game, but I think we're, we're, we're like, we're Olympic mainstays. You could make a case that the uh, Olympics are bigger for Canadian soccer than the world cup, just because of that success in the past. Yeah. And maybe it's, it's treated with because of the legacy that has been left on the games by Canada. Maybe that's treated as, a bigger thing. And I think that's why a lot of players really got up for this one because they're, they're defending something. And this is someone standing in the way of them defending their greatest achievement as a footballer. Right. So I think there's a lot of, um, 
a lot of desire just to get back on that podium uh, from this team. And yeah, they definitely can do it. As for Sinclair, it's an interesting one. I think she made the right call not to announce that she was going to retire like once the World Cup was over, then she would yes. retire. I think yes. she made the right call because it gives her the flexibility. I think if we do go on and qualify, I think she'll be in the Olympics. Maybe it's more of a bench role, but she'll still be there for sure. As for after that, I don't know. It it depends. I mean, it's 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 definitely interesting. I mean, she's already got that record, but it would be nice to see her <laughs> just fully extend it. Extend it. Make it unachievable. What I want yeah. is like I want unfathomable. Yeah, un, yeah, yeah. You have nailed it on the head there. Unfathomable record of Christine Sinclair, and honestly, I think that she'll be there. I think she'll play. Maybe mm. not. That's fine. But she, if she doesn't take a role within Canada soccer after she's done, we have fucked up. Yeah. Like we all said and done all of this, this game, the way it's played, the way there was some disorganization without the entire game. Yes, we won 2 0, but there was some disorganization. You know, when Christine Sinclair comes on, you know that there's, as soon as she comes on, there is just this this cohesion there. Yeah. I think Canada Soccer will absolutely shit the bed if they don't offer her something. A job well, doing something. I'm gonna be honest, I think she's um a bit more invested in a after all the drama she's had to do to fix Canada Soccer. Mm-hmm. I think she would really like it if she could just spend a few years in Project Eight and build that and then You are so right. You are so right. You are so fucking right. Uh, and that's why Canada Soccer needs to fucking smarten up. Right? Yeah. Right? Canada Soccer. Yeah. Smarten your shit up because you're going to lose all your fucking best people. Yeah. But exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think personally, it's going to be the biggest, biggest thing. This is kind of like just random note. Personally, I think you've, you've got to find a way to renegotiate with CSB. And the only thing you have to do is bring Project 8 under that CSB umbrella. So national team revenues go to both the CPL and Project 8. It's the right thing to do. Yeah, It's not canceling CSB. Still a long deal. Still bad for the national teams, but you've got to help get Project 8 up on its feet and running before. And we will say this right anything. now. We will say this right now. FC13 supports Project 8 1,000%. One thousand percent, and we are fucking excited for it. I cannot. So I'm really excited. I am fucking amped. Me and Thomas here are close enough to each other, uh, compared to the rest of the host, where I get like there's there's literally flights. I can take flights to see the other members. We will if there's a team that shows up in York, which again, God fuck, we got AFC Toronto City. I'm I'm invested. Like yeah, like there were yeah, but like I want it close to me. Yeah, well, it's another team close to me, but either way, that will be my team. Because oh, sure. why would it not be? Like, and I'm yeah. so so excited. Yeah. So, oh, you know, we're gonna be like FC 13 on location first game. Oh, we are. Mm-mm. Oh, and Thomas here, by the way. Uh, before we go to our quick break, lovely Thomas is going to be reporting 
very, very, very diligently on the uh, game coming up in our second half. So make sure to stick around for that and enjoy this ad break. And we'll be back in just a second. Hey, ball boys and girls. I didn't see you there. I was too busy watching the game here on my amazing seats. Well, come to think of it, I should thank today's sponsor, SeatGeek. They're the leader in ticket resales, and with hundreds of thousands of events going on, you're almost sure to find some great tickets with them. And hey, while you're there, use our code FC13POD to get $20 off your first order. So thanks to SeatGeek for sponsoring us and helping me get these amazing tickets. And welcome back, guys. Thank you so much for sticking around. Um, if you loved that advertisement, amazing. Please do enjoy it, use it, take it. If you didn't love it, well, feel free to send us a message and maybe you can sponsor us at FC13 Podcast, right? And SeatGeek's uh, going to be mad at us for the inconsistent <laughs> uploads of the podcast. Exactly. Or contact at FC13Podcast.com. If you are pissed, we'd love it. We'd love to hear your feedback. We don't. No, we do. But we don't. Um, but with that, again, coming up, just as we mentioned, there's another game. This isn't a one-up. There, there are two games in this entire series, and one of them was in Jamaica, which I would love to be at. It was too cold here in Canada. But the oh next God, one's yeah. going to be here in BMO Field on the 26th. And that ease again at an aggregate of 2 0. And Thomas, everybody's and going to be covering it live. So make sure to be checking this out. What are we expecting for this game? And what do we need from this game? I know we're going into this 2 0, but like there's got, we, we need, there's more to this that we need. Yeah. Look, it's it, 2 0 is the most dangerous lead in sports. And that is proven. Thank you. Oh, and my you know God. what? And you know what? It's not like it's 2-0 in the 60th minute. It's 2-0 at with a full 90 no, minutes to go. No, no, no. Not 90 minutes. Like, easily, since they made those changes, easily 100. That's, uh, yeah. Yep. 100 minutes minimum. For sure. For sure. Um, and I'm not sure what type of a role away goals plays into this. But if it does play a role, that's pretty huge. Um Anyway, I, I think for this game, personally, I I think you've got to roll with the same starters. Um, they might be a bit tired because it's a very short turnaround from playing in Kingston to playing in Toronto. It's it's a few days. It's pretty brutal. But I think the team as a whole, it, it came together very well. Um, you're... you're Definitely right about like the the Lawrence and Collins, you know, drawing back so you can have a back five or a midfield five. Um, it it just works, and it's a it's a really good uh, tactic from Bev to to do this. Um, I wouldn't mind maybe seeing Grosso get the start over Fleming just because of if Fleming's not going to be playing an offensive role, I maybe would prefer Grosso in that. Um, situation yeah, yeah. um uh to be honest um and then i mean i think 
Haidema, there might be a chance that she'll play for longer because I think you've still got to give her the reps and give her the time because, uh, I mean, you never know, maybe she will finally hit her stride in a, in a Canadian uniform. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you never know because she's a very good striker. So I reckon that eh, she'd be on for, you know, 30, 35 minutes instead of of last game, which I think was like 10, 15. Um, because ultimately it can be an experimental game. And especially if you've got a goal or two, um, you can try new things because this team, I'm not sure when the next international window is, but it, I don't know for sure if Canada will be playing in it because there's not going to be a tournament. And our federation is not good at scheduling friendlies for us. Uh, but maybe... I would maybe someone like Gabrielle Carl comes on a bit earlier because she did very well on helping out with that second goal for Leon. Um, so that could also be a bit of a test because she's a, a younger player too. Um, I think we stick with the same team though, worked very well together. And to be honest, when Bev started making substitutes in the first leg, I got a bit worried because like they were doing so well as a unit. And I thought if you change the game plan just a bit, it's all going to come crashing down. Fortunately, that didn't happen though. So I think there's very few things because I think this is a very ideal starting 11 information. And also I will just say like, again, shout out to Sydney Collins because I, what a player. I think that was her first cap for Canada. And yeah. she was, she was really good on oh. defense and, and getting right in the thick of things and offense too it's hard to kind of make that type of impression on your first cap, but she did that and more. What? Oh, the, the, I don't know where we, like it, you're right. It's right. It's like, where do we go? Where do we push? Where do we go forwards? I think, uh, Fleming is, I don't know if I'd take Fleming off, but I would, I would give the, like the opportunity to, um, D'Angelo and um, Arujo or Arujo, Arujo, Simi, Simi. Am I saying that wrong? Hundred percent. Please let me know in the comments. Um, saying that wrong, hundred percent. I would probably give them a, a, a touch here, just until we see how the game is going to go. If if for some reason Jamaica goes right away, scores, no, collapse the plan. Bring on the big guns, do it. But yeah. this is your opportunity to bring on everyone. Everyone who's younger, everyone who is who is inexperienced at your home turf, which is loud, which is brazen, which is supportive. You know, BMO Field is a fortress, especially when it comes to the national game. Yeah, are, and it's going to be a rocking. And, and again, we're not freezing cold. So it's going to be a rocking atmosphere. They are going to be the atmosphere you're going to want to be in. That is one that you're going to want to be at. And I think that's our opportunity. Like that's where you're going to want to like play these players and play where you need, you need there. Yeah. Um, and I think having them experience that moment at a young age, because, you know, we don't get games in Canada that often um much less in the circumstances of a full south of bmo field um for a competitive game right so i think having them experience that would be it'd be very beneficial for them uh and you know you got to take advantage of 
the moment for the players, you know, on the pitch. It's, it's, it, to me, it was interesting to see how much support there still is for this team, because I'm going to be honest, after the World Cup, people could have walked out. People could have said, like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to wait until the Olympics. We'll see what happens. But, you know, they're, they're choosing to support this team. So Canada's got to show up and show out. You know, people are, pe- people really want to see something good again from them. And, you know, they're going to be there. They're going to be making noise. You got to uh, add add good play to that. And I think what you said about um, collapsing the formation, if you go a goal, a goal down, personally, I think that would be pressing the panic button because I think, you know, a through ball for Lawrence or a through ball for Lacasse, you're just that moment away from a goal. Because I think Jamaica's a very quick team. They can pounce very quickly. But I think this Canada team is just built with a lot of speed that can I think I think they can answer very quickly. Um personally, I think because they are 2-0 up to start the match, they can bounce back very quickly because there's no need to panic. Um Unless, you know, something like the Australian match happens and it just gets out of hand too quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, I I, pers- I just would like to see Julia Grosso play because I think she has been off to a pretty good start in the uh, Serie A Feminile um, with Juve again this year. Um, so that's, that's, that's a good thing. Also, Evelyn Vienne, speaking of Serie A Feminile, she got a transfer to Roma, who was the best team in Italy uh on the women's side and i think she she did bring some of that speed in the world cup that i think was lacking so from canada as a whole so i would like to see maybe you sub off leon um for uh for evelyn vn and just see what can happen there maybe the connection between like uh quinn and vn or lawrence and vn we'll see but you're right it can be an, it can be experimental you can try things that you just didn't have the freedom to do before. Yeah, I think I think it's an opportunity for us to um, pretty much take everything that we have right now, uh, use it, use it to our advantage, use it to what we can. You know, like again, we have to take advantage of the younger players. Like we have to like use these younger players and like find a way to integrate them in the system. And this is the opportunity. Like it's a big game. Put them in there find a way to like utilize them and then again if stuff starts going south we have five people get changed that's half the team like use that to our advantage i think also maybe we're going to see a bit of a change in the strategy from bev because i think with some of the up and comers you look at the change up in the strategy well with Canada soccer, we don't do that. All right. All right. We don't do that. We don't do that I'm here. Just saying, with up and comers like Ali Du, Vienne, Smith, this is starting to become a bit of an offensive heavy team. Converse to maybe what we've had in the past, which is we'll hold it down on defense um, more as like that would be how we'd beat teams, I think, now you might start to see a switch where it's it is being in the final third for the majority of the game um it is taking tons of shots uh it's you know a lot of 
a lot of plays down the wing. Um, and I think this team is starting to become more built for that as opposed to let's quickly get a counter after, you know, parking the bus for a few minutes. I think this team is going to be a lot better on the ball than ever before, just based on the new the new up-and-comers. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I just think that giving the opportunity to them might, we might see some stars. We might see some like breakouts. It, it's hard to say because like Canada soccer needs, we need the younger generation. Like there's no yeah. way we can survive on the old ones because again, because we're falling behind. We're we still don't have a league so far behind again. Yeah. We don't have a league. We're sending them off everywhere else and we don't know where they're going to be. Like we have a league up to a point. That's league one. That's Which not universal. That's not even universal. It's not everywhere. So I think it's time that we we focus on it. We we you know Priestman needs to put them in there. We have that two goal lead. We're at home. If it's not working, pull them back. We have five substitutions. Let's go in, put the rest of the technique, but give them the opportunity. Let's find out what these younger talents can do. Let's find out what these younger people can like bring to the table. And we need that. We need that because if not, we're going to be stuck. We're going to be so stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Sinclair is so like, I don't even say pastor prime because fuck like I, we could put her in today. She'll beat the shit out of me. Like I, 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 I could never in a million she, years. She will play at the least five minutes because she's getting a, a, a send off and a big one because it is her, most likely her final home game for Canada, right? Like, there's not really anything unless in, in yeah. they do schedule friendly. And I believe Bev said they are working on scheduling a home friendly, but this is probably to be her last competitive game for Canada at home, which yeah. it deserves a massive round of applause. Um, for someone that's kind of always been there, and now we're starting to see, you know. Uh, not playing any minutes uh, in the first leg. And uh, it's going to take a lot of getting used to, but I want her to come on. I want the fans to just applaud like they've never applauded before for the greatest of all time. Um, and just a, a proper send off. And you know what? A goal would be fantastic. And I would not count that out. I think there's a point late in the game where maybe Jamaica will just not be bringing it anymore um and see so she can just get like a like a tap and goal maybe if you know got a runner down the wing <laughs> or you know Carl's going down the wing wing maybe um just put the ball in the box and i i think she would actually be our best chance at uh like a real striker for uh the next match just because she is going to be so locked in to to capitalize on the the, the big moment that will probably be her last competitive game for Canada in Canada. Yeah. Yep. I think, I think it's going to be huge for, for Gilles, for Buchanan, Leon, Lawrence. I think Haitama is going to have to uh, really step up again, coming in and not making the, the performance that we wanted and grow. So it is, it is kind of a, a do or die. I think for Prisma, I think for Prisma, it's like a do or die. This is this is this is your opportunity to shine. Show me what you can do. 
show me what you're going to perform for Canada and let's do it. Like, like all of that, all of the girls in the entire team there um, are amazing. Um, Quinn, like uh, it was always one of my favorite players. They have like, yeah. uh, just legitimately, they are one of my favorite players. Quinn is always overperformed and I think has been underrepresented in terms of roles because they they flow so perfectly. Yeah, I mean, they're one of the most nuts. versatile players on the team. And, and just it, it drives me nuts that they're not they're not being like pegged as like um a target man. Like like they they have that that property like to, to flow. The amount of times I've been like, Quinn, you're on the left fucking side of the field and the corner. Like, what are you doing? That's not your position anywhere near. And and again, has produced. I think it's one of those scenarios we're using them like um like yields yields like just could could be properly used a way better coming up on the wing instead of forwards mm -hmm. and i think this is an opportunity to do that going to an yeah. up versus yeah. wicked defense line attack and like this so yeah i think also a great thing with quinn is that you know, you're right. They can play in pretty much every pocket of the pitch and still be just as good and still do a variety of things for the team. Um, to be honest, I didn't notice them that much in the first match. But I think that's almost characteristic, and that's okay because Quinn's a unsung hero, you know, a lot of the time, um, who just does everything right. And maybe that's why you don't notice them because they're so reliable and they never make mistakes, right? That's especially if the younger generation is going to be coming up. Quinn is a person to model yourself after because they are they lead by example and yeah. you know, great midfield general too. So, oh my god, controls yeah. it, demands it, <laughs> like the whole everything seems concise when they're exactly. when they're there everything seems concise so yeah. Quinn, if you're listening to this come on to the podcast because like we want to talk exactly. to you you want to talk to you okay so with that predictions what do you think coming this tuesday what do you think are going to be the predictions okay i i, I don't want to be overconfident but i'm gonna say three nothing canada i'm gonna say i don't want to be overconfident and I want to be three nothing Canada. Are you fucking kidding? Me? I Jesus. All right, all right. They they can do it. I, I'm gonna say Leon gets a goal. I'm gonna say, you know what? I'm gonna say she gets a brace. Uh, because she is after that late goal. That's huge for her confidence. I think. Um, and I'm gonna say either Heidema or Sinclair comes off the bench and scores. All right. All from open play. Every single I'm, one of them. I'm going one nil. I think um I think that that Jamaica's gonna come in scrappy. I think they're gonna come in scrappy. I think you're gonna think that they need to to go hard. I'm gonna go one nil. Um and I'm I'm gonna go sort of unsung herons. I think like Lawrence might might pull you it know through. What? That's an interesting shout. So like Again, and that's that's like on a counterplay. I think I think they know that they're down, and I think like Jamaica is going to come in, and they're going to come in hard. They're going to come in hard. They're going to come in. They're going to look to to damage us. So, yeah, I I I yeah. I mean, the thing is, I think 
Canada is also just capable of shutting them down. And then yes. once we, they get possession, just hold on to that possession. We are capable. Whether or not we do it is a different story. We are capable. Whether or not we do it, it's a different story. We've seen yeah. that in the World Cup. Um, so with that, that will be our recap and predictions for the upcoming Olympic qualifiers for the women's national team. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. I really, really appreciate it. Remember, you can follow us on the FC 13 podcast on Amazon, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you find us. Again, YouTube, we're not really that active, but we will be soon. I promise we have a new video up there where we're recapping quite a few things. And then again, on Patreon, where you can follow us stuff. But Thomas... One of our lovely hosts here is also one of our editors. And again, you can find us on 13th Man Sports where you find a lot of articles deep diving into a little bit more of what we do. So make sure to follow that on 13thmansports.ca. Thomas, where do we find you online? Uh, on the website, there will be an article about the Canada versus Jamaica game from BMO Field, um, which will be exciting. And uh, Thomas, you at 22 on Twitter. And also follow the FC13 Twitter because Paul has had some really fun fights with Atletico Auto fans today and yesterday. Uh, so go check that out. So if you want to get in a fight with us, make sure to follow us on FC13 Podcast on Twitter or X, as it's called. Uh, you can find me at DeAndre McCray. <laughs> and remember, listening and watching the FC13 Podcast is a lot like watching football through a microwave.